is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Savannah Bewley, Hayden Hahn, Nathan Anderson, and I'm Colton Scholl. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. Today, we're talking about our favorite movies and TV. Of course, I can talk about that for hours, and all of us are communication students, so... Um, I think all of us could talk about it for hours. <laughs> I guess we can try. I mean, we can just keep going, guys. Just Let's keep going. Go for it. I Start mean, listing. Just, just all day. <laughs> Every movie ever. <laughs> Some Four say. hours worth of of content here. Yeah. Start of the next semester, they were still <laughs> listing still movies. Going. <laughs> so uh, we're talking a little bit about our favorite movies here at the first bit, or favorite shows, and that's really hard for me because I have like a whole list of mm-hmm. favorite movies. Um, but, like, the first favorite movie I ever had, which I actually mentioned last week, is Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, <laughs> love that movie so much. And I just love Tim Burton. He is just amazing. Um, so that one I have to mention. And I also really like I, – I really follow different directors, right? So, like, James Cameron is mm-hmm. one of my favorites. So I love Titanic. Mm. I love both of the Avatar movies. They're just amazing. He obviously spends so much time, like, you know, filming them. So I really enjoy them. But – I don't know about you guys. What are you guys' favorites? Um, yeah, I was looking at like trying to figure out what movie because, like you said, it's so difficult to choose one oh, or yeah. like a series or anything like that. I could easily say like The Office to be simple, I guess, because I love The <laughs> Office. The Office is uh, great for movies. I feel like it's so easy to also say like Lord of the Rings or oh. Harry Potter because that's oh, like what I grew man. up with. Ah, uh, yes. Um, How did yeah. I even think of that one? Well, it, I just barely remembered it because I was trying <laughs> to single out like one movie that was so good, <laughs> which I decided on. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Secondhand Lions. It's oh so my god! Right? I love that. Isn't that such a good movie. It's kind of underrated. It and is. I love it. It's like I remember watching it all the time. It gave me such good vibes. The little kids from uh, Sixth Sense, right? I think it's like mm-hmm. kid, but it oh yeah, yeah. He's like on the ranch or like on his uncle great uncle's like uh property and they're secretly mm-hmm. super rich and his mom <laughs> is kind of greedy and I wants him to this find that so good yeah. it's a good movie it's super good it's it, so i love good. the storytelling and they go back in time and flashbacks of like the great uncles when they were younger and mm-hmm. stuff so it's i love it and it's a cool soundtrack uh i don't know good story everything I, I love it so so good when I, Nathan. Yeah, when I was thinking about the question, I was going back to like childhood. I was like, when <laughs> mm-hmm, did I actually mm-hmm. care about like a movie first? And it went, mm-hmm. I went all the way back to like Lady and the Tramp and Ooh, Fox yeah. and the Hound and uh, 101 Dalmatians. When I was a little kid, yeah. I was like all about those movies. Uh, but as I got older, uh, the first movie I think that when I reached adolescence that really like piqued my interest was like Tron, the, uh, the second one. Because it was yes. like, I mean, and looking back at it now, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. Movie. <laughs> but that was the first movie that was like, my brain was just exploded. I was like, mm-hmm. this is possible? You can make this kind of story? <laughs> right. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the first thing I think I, I ever, like, experienced. But later on in life, of course, like, I mean, with TV shows especially, I mean, I was all about cartoons growing up, and now, mm-hmm. like, that I'm older, it's like, drama's where it's at. I don't know why humans love drama so much, but this so is a formula good. that works just so well for Like, we mm-hmm. can't get, get a, enough of it. We oh, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It, it was almost, uh, at the end, I'll ask some questions, but it was almost one of the questions was, what is the most popular form of media in movies and in TV? And I cut the question because it's just both drama. I and know! I'm like, super <laughs> obvious drama. <laughs> yeah. There's, Everyone loves it. It's too good. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't know. We're all addicted to it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, at this yeah. Point. Oh, yeah. So Why good. social oh, yeah. media so, like, in our lives drama yeah there's one show um it's a telenovela on netflix and i love it it's called jane the virgin and if you haven't heard of it 
It is so, so good. So definitely check it out. But it is very much drama. <laughs> it's like an That's, Americanized telenovela, too, because we yeah. don't really have telenovelas, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know we do, but, like, not huge. And that was, like... Put it in the stage, and then it so was super good. fun and like over dramatized everything. But I oh, love that's it. cool. It's also self aware of itself too, which oh, yeah. is even more hilarious because sometimes it'll be like, "Yes, this is a typical telenovela trope," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just point it out. It's absolutely great. Such a good show. That's Colton, funny. do you have any favorites? Uh, so my problem is the same with you. Where it's like I have a ton of movies that could be my favorite. I I have it pinned down to like by genre. I have my favorite for what a comedy is and what a favorite for uh, an inspirational movie is. But the first movie that I ever pinned down as my favorite movie is super pretentious because it's the black and white film 12 Angry Men. Oh, and <laughs> I great love one. that movie so much because it takes place in two rooms. That's what I've heard, yeah. It has, the, it has a basically 12-person cast because it's about a jury. And it takes you on an adventure and it explores things about how weird the jury system is because people don't care because Mm. they're being pulled away from their lives. And I feel like if I went back and watched it, maybe I'd be a little bit bored today. But as a child, which is weird (laughs) because as a child, you're supposed to have a shorter attention span. (laughs) Uh, But... When I watched that for the first time, it was the first movie that I had seen that shocked me with every new development of mm-hmm. how he figured out how to use the evidence to recreate the scene and figure out how this person could not have committed the crime. Mm. And it Jeez, was, I was not thinking like that when I was a kid, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah. like, I was way smarter as a kid than I am now. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's actually interesting because my mom kind of instilled into me and the rest of my siblings, like growing up, a this sense of like what we do when we watch any media is like, what are they trying mm-hmm. to teach you? What are they? Tr- what message are they trying to give you? Oh yeah, that's a great way to consume media. Yeah, because it's because every media, it's not always direct. Uh, regardless of the formula, I actually wrote this down. It's like we all have like our favorite formulas of like genres, right? Mm-hmm. And typically, I, I think we all lean towards drama. Uh, but but the genre of formula matters a lot less than like the undertow undertow of like other messages they're trying to like yeah sn- uh, like move in because you're like what do they actually want me to take away from this yeah. film mm-hmm. right exactly oh, exactly with that I just recently wa- rewatched Inception so good the first time I watched that movie I thought it was an action film <laughs> and then huh. I watched it again through a different lens and I'm like. This is about ideas more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got guns. Yeah, it's got explosions and everything. But the concept in and of itself is like we're talking about here where media is trying to teach you something. It's about subverting your conscious mind and putting ideas beneath that. Yeah, the unconscious. Which is, yeah, mm-hmm. which, which is a lot of stuff that media is doing. It, it, it presents this cool, flashy story. But if you pay attention to the characters and the stories, there's something underneath. I think Avatar is the same way. Uh, James Cameron wanted to make an environmentalism movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this isn't the best example because he's not terribly subtle. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but it's good. <laughs> you've got this blockbuster movie, but it has that underlying theme. It has that idea underneath that isn't just... Y'all guns are cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, though. And and the second movie, I feel like, really, like, 
If you haven't seen it yet, I suggest it, if, especially if you did like the first one. It's about water conservation. Yeah. Um, well, it, it helps a lot. It, it, it uh, continues that underlying theme, but it also gives a lot of underlying themes to each character as well. That's cool. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about drama and sci-fi. What are some other genres you guys really like, like favorites? Oh, gosh. I love the mystery ones, the draw, like the uh, uh, yes. solving crimes or whatever. Thrillers Nights are my favorite. Yeah. Thrillers and horror movies, so good, so oh, yeah. good. I'm big on comedy. I love comedy. It's like one of those things where, especially if you have a go-to comedy movie where you can watch over and over again, it just puts you in a good mood. So I just love comedy. I need to laugh. I need to watch something. Uh, throw it on. It's like instant gratification, I guess. It's not the <laughs> best, but like, hey, I just need to watch something. I want to get in a good mood, so I'm going to turn it on. So comedy for me. Comedy is yeah. great. Yeah. There's a lot of great comedy movies. Oh, yeah. Comedy is kind of leaking into every other genre now. Oh, absolutely. People have found out that you can have a blank film, whether it's a a mystery or a drama or whatever, and have comedy on the side. And some people are better at that balance than others. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, Marvel was really good, I think, during, like, um, I don't know about it now. I haven't been seeing the recent ones. I feel bad. (laughs) But uh, that's, like, uh, uh, the, the, I guess, Endgame, stuff like that, where it's, like, a super serious movie, action all the time, and all of a sudden they throw in, like, quick little comedy, you know, just to throw it in there, you know? Yeah. Which they did, I thought, pretty good at. No, yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that, like, that... That Marvel formula was what made superhero genres popular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that whole like yeah, that the whole formula was absolutely changed there, and it made even the like like it was almost like I think it was uh, who is uh, who is the actor for Titanic? Gosh dang, what's his name? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio. Yeah, he's he. I remember he was giving someone else, some other young actor advice, and he said never touch a superhero movie. Just don't even touch them. <laughs> because it's like, there's a whole trope of things that come with being in a superhero oh, yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Which is why also you never see Leonardo DiCaprio in like any of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and that that part of it is the Marvel formula that changed everything that no one else had ever seen before. And now it's like a mainstream, like, mm-hmm. like that's part of our that's common done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. digestion, yeah, of media. Have you guys ever seen a movie where there's so many different genres that you're like, what is this genre movie? <laughs> like yeah, um, Princess I? Bride is one of those. Oh, Absolutely, so yeah, many different right. ones. And then also one of my favorite movies now um, is Stardust. I love the movie Stardust. It's also the same where I can't put it in one genre. There's just so mm. many different. It's like action, it's romance, it's drama, it's comedy, it's all of it in one movie, mm. and so so good. And I'm like, why don't we just make more movies like this where we just can't, we don't have one genre. There's just a bunch of them in <laughs> one little thing. Needs. Yeah, the one, so good. The most recent one like that that I can think of. The name is a little on the nose. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's 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 not like the most clean family fun, but it's a very fun movie. It lo- it won if, a if lot of Oscars this year too, by the way, if and you watch the Oscars. Also, mm-hmm. before you go into it, All right, I'm going to on a soapbox <laughs> real quick. It's a great movie. It is a very fun movie. The movie <laughs> toys with the concept of nihilism a little bit and then doesn't fully commit all the way. Mm. So just don't... My brother doesn't listen to this. Don't be my brother. <laughs> and and <laughs> be like, oh, this is a super cool new worldview to look at. And it's like, eh, it's, a, it's a slight <laughs> misunderstanding of nihilism <laughs> And and mm-hmm. Nietzsche. That that being said, it's a very fun movie. It's got a cool message. I just wouldn't necessarily do the thing where you're a kid and you adopt 
everything out of the movie that, yeah. mm. and and base yourself around it because it does have slightly slightly uh, hazardous ramifications if not done with intelligence. Mm. There we go. But it's a spectacular film, and it's a wild ride that I didn't see coming at any point. (laughs) (laughs) One of my new favorite movies, I would say, is A Man Called Otto. Have you guys seen that? No. Is that with Tom Hanks? Yeah, with Tom Hanks. I I actually really liked it, Um, but it's it's definitely got some adult themes, so Mm -hmm. just be careful. It's definitely not a kid's show, Um, but it's got... A lot of serious messages that I really enjoyed. Uh, a man battling with a depression of after his wife has died, basically. And so um, it's a whole movie about that. And it's so, so good. And Tom Hanks does an amazing job. You know it's Tom Hanks, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really good. So that one is one I suggest. And that's definitely one of my newer favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, uh, I've always loved, and I feel like it kind of, more people know about it now, but The Secret Life of Walter Mitty is probably like oh my goodness. one of my top three of it's all time. So good. It's <laughs> I, I remember I saw it in movie theaters. I went on I just like all my brothers and stuff. We all saw it. I loved it. And then it, and now it's like huge. I mean, not huge, but a lot of people love it for the soundtrack, which I love it for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love it because it inspires people to go travel the world and do all these things. And I love it just because the the feeling I get when I watch it. And so right now I'm yeah. I could watch that movie so many times and it still gives me the same feeling. I love mm-hmm. the I can sing all, every song from it and just go vibe <laughs> with it. I can say I can quote a lot of it. So I just love that movie right now for sure. I, it's my favorite. I think yeah, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, I've been really I've been really struggling with like the more recent uh, favoritism mm-hmm. of films yeah. just because. As a kid, it was really easy just to absorb media, mm-hmm. and nowadays I feel like I have to. It's an investment, all right. Like it's this is my time. <laughs> time don't yeah. waste my time. It I don't really want to waste my time with a bad movie or a bad, exactly. like a worthless piece of media. And so I usually don't watch a lot of movies. In fact, when you mentioned that you don't watch the more recent Marvel stuff, I'm like, man, I wasn't doing that. Like even up till <laughs> like the the last little bit of uh, Endgame or whatever, it's like. That was the only couple of movies that I had seen in that yeah. time. Yeah, uh, I just I get that it's a part of our like our our culture. Like we're very involved in media, especially like at this school, BYU Idaho. Like I remember telling people I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of Disney. Don't say that around. Here. I know. Oh. Yeah, no, you get you get like headhunter vibes. All right, like it's rough. Like, we'll cut out that out of the podcast. For you. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, and so like just a reminder, you know, listen to last week's episode about Disney. <laughs> <laughs> last week. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, uh, I, I feel you. I feel you. It's like it is like that. Uh, but that's the thing is like I I don't know. Like I've I've definitely taken out like the classes that we've learned in like the com. Uh, department about like formulas and like the kind of media to digest i'm like disney is very subvertive and very manipulative they got that <laughs> emotional like connection to everyone they've got that do. formula yeah. down it's true and, and so I, I think they're really dangerous personally speaking but that yeah. doesn't mean that no one else doesn't also do that we, I, I love this stuff right like the movies themselves they're great i just don't trust them mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm conspiratorial like that but anyway besides that i am all about that sci-fi stuff so these oh, days yeah. i'm more into like stuff like uh, blade runner that's mm. classic. And then Blade Runner 2049, of course, was like a great follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arrival, The Martian. Have you seen Kingsman movies? I have not. Oh, but they're I've, good. I've they're watched good. a lot of the, they're like, so good. what do you call them, TikTok Little clips. clips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the first two are good. They, yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. I haven't seen one. the third one, so I can't say. If but. you like Kingsman for the technology, mm-hmm. Don't watch the third Kingsman. <laughs> oh, well, that's why that's I watch the Kingsman movies. It's because the way they produce it. Yeah. So, so cool. It's 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 a prequel. 
and it goes back oh, to it goes back in time. So they don't have the cool like digital technology. I, it still has the same formula. It I thought you were feels... talking about like the way they produced the movie. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. It, so that's still the same visually style. Visually very good. It, the, the way that they act and the way that they do things is very much so the same. The fight scenes are still spectacularly choreographed where they just sort of, it's sort of like the Batman Arkham series where they go, hey, what a man physically can do and predict in a fight isn't important. What's important is that it looks freaking yeah. sick. <laughs> uh, and I love that approach to it. Uh, it just doesn't have the fancy gadgets because it's in. It takes place in like World War One. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. A cool time period. That's though. cool. It, it's though. really cool. Yeah. I want to see it now. <laughs> I'm I started off before, talking bad about but, it, but no, 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 no. no, no, no. Watch I'm it. Honest, you changed my mind. You guys were talking about the gadgets. <laughs> I, I wanted know, to I'm... let you know the gadgets weren't there, but it's still a good movie and recipe. Isn't as big of a thing as the media made him, mm. and I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's, poor Colton. That reminds me of that like, I don't know. Maybe I just was grown up into this, but like Jimmy Neutron, the, that that whole thing <laughs> was amazing. And and honestly, I undervalued it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I just liked it because so it was good. a goofy cartoon. But looking, like, if you go back and watch any like episode, I swear to you, Hugh Neutron is a genius character. <laughs> that character is insane. He is. He is insane. He's I don't so know. Good. It's so it's so good. Every it's, character it's funny, is so though, good. funny though. Like you think back, and TV has changed even a, a, quite a bit since we were kids. You know, like for me, I remember going back and like when I was in high school and watching just cable right Mm -hmm. like netflix wasn't huge like people were still ordering dvds i'm aging myself a little bit but blockbuster Blockbuster, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and now it's like all streaming services Mm -hmm. and like basically if you're paying for all the streaming services you're paying just as much as you used to with cable in fact maybe more than that (laughs) (laughs) but but hear me out you can watch it whenever you want and you're not gonna miss the episode that's true (laughs) that is very true you can just watch it in, in your free time and you don't have to worry about like recording it or mm. doing things like that through your TiVo or whatever. <laughs> TiVo. TiVo. Oh um, man. But it's it's changed quite a bit in our lifetime, I would say. Absolutely. Especially with the change of animation styles and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like going to 3D, oh, yeah. everything's 3D now, nothing's oh, 2D. It's like yes. mm-hmm. totally you, different. Yeah. It, you were just talking about Jimmy Neutron, which is, as far as I'm aware, was one of the first 3D, 3D animated co- yeah. shows. Yeah. And uh, I'm talking to my roommate a lot recently about that kind of stuff. He wants to be an illustrator animator. And he was taken into the two forms of animation. And he's like, if I ever go into animation, I'm doing 3D. Because you just you make the model and then you dance them around. Yeah. Whereas 2D mm-hmm. animation is faster on drawing each cell. But you have to draw each cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with 3D, it's they, they can produce so many more shows so much faster. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like when Avatar, the first one came out, um, James Cameron's movie, mm. when he like developed that new technique of like tracking the ball, like the the morph suits with the balls on them. Yeah, what's and that stuff. called? Is it, uh, uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Oh, I could have told motion you. Capture? Motion, yeah. motion capture. So when Mo-cap. he like started that, oh my gosh, everything changed. Like so much more things were produced, like way faster than they were before. And so now we're just getting... Mm. All of this 3D content, it's so cool. So I just had to mention that because James Cameron has really made a big difference in that in that world for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think building off of streaming services and talking about genres and, and cartoons and everything like that, the good thing that the streaming services do offer is that there's something for everyone. Like That's you can get true. one streaming service, but that streaming service doesn't just offer like 
if I think about Disney, Disney doesn't just offer Disney movies. They offer yeah. like more Discover. than that. Yeah, and then and they also offer like different genres. And so there's so much there for what you're getting. And then if you don't like that, hey, go to HBO, go to Netflix. Like <laughs> it, se- it seems kind of bad, but like there are really a lot of options. And as soon as you want to be done with it, you can be done with it. So yeah. it's not like you're totally not in control. You're in control, so you choose what you want to watch and you get what you want and what you pay for. So it's true. I do like yeah. streaming. And and with streaming services, they have a lot of or a lot of them have like a pause feature. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, hey, just pause this for a month. I want to pay for Hulu this month so I can watch, you know, watch Steven Universe or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, right? I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, you can pause it for like a month and then go back to Netflix or whatever. And oh, then you can do cool. that with, with Hulu as well, um, which is so nice because then you don't have to continue to pay for them if you're not using them in that month, you know? Yeah, so. that's, that's <laughs> really good. Um, so as far as when it comes to streaming, I've seen a lot of like remakes recently with Disney oh, and I've man. also seen like, you know, sequels and stuff. But with remakes specifically, Disney's been doing that a lot recently. Oh, yeah. And the live ones are great, right? But also it's the same story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? like, what you, what else like, are you expecting? Can we get of? like new movies that are different, that are something like a completely different story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of more sequels. Like, how many sequels does Shrek have at this point, right? Uh, <laughs> this on is, top of that, how many spinoffs does Shrek have, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is uh, this is the double-edged sword of that formula we were talking about earlier because it's a great formula, mm-hmm. but it's a formula. Well, and, yeah. and I hope listeners know, too, when we say formula, we're not we're not derogatizing. We're not trying to like say, oh, that's a bad thing. We mm-hmm. love formulas. In all media, we go to media for the formula they give us. That's just true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do, that's why we consume them. So it's not a bad thing necessarily that things have a formula. Right. But that also means that in order to change someone's life, in order to like impact them with media, you have to use the formula perfectly and then also add more. Like add build on yeah. something yeah. in yeah. there, yeah. right? That sneaks in. That's exactly. like that hits you a little different. That ca- catches you off guard, but not in such a drastic way where it's like the entire thing is unedible. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? You yeah. have to have them consuming it first to get them in. Right. The the formula is the skeletal structure. And you Absolutely, can yeah. get away with just throwing some muscle tissue on there, but if you don't flesh it out and actually create a body of work, it's going to fall flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the difference between what I view as movies is like there, there are those that change your life mm-hmm. and then there are roller coaster movies. <laughs> and I, when, you, when you're, there's a roller coaster movie, you get on the, the roller coaster, you have fun the whole time, mm-hmm. you're in the movie theater the whole time, it's, it's very enjoyable, and then you get off the roller coaster and then you go on with your life, nothing changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a roller coaster movie. That's a lot of what Marvel was doing for a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like the great formulas, very fun. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm engaged, I'm very interested. And then I leave it behind for the rest of my life and forget like anything interesting yeah. about it. Because like you don't feel it like you have to come back to it at all. Like it's yeah. just done. Do Nothing you guys changed my life. Do you like the no. fact that all the Marvel movies, like they connect to each other in a way? Do you like that or is it a little bit too much? Because to me, I, used to. I feel yeah, like it's too, too to. much. Because now they're doing it with like series and stuff too, yeah. like show series and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't have like 50 hours to watch this entire season <laughs> yeah. uh, just so I can get this one little thing in this other show. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think it worked. I think that, it, I think in terms of like marketing, I think it was perfect yeah. because you locked people in if they cared at yeah. all about any of the parts. Then they suddenly got sucked into this whole universe of like movies and shows. Mm-hmm. So I think it worked. Saying that I personally like it, I I hate that. I don't like being stuck in the thing. I like to be able yeah. to like grow yeah. and change and like think new things. But I think it was perfect in terms of like 
strategy and an art form, I guess you could say. They mastered a formula really well, and now they have they have us really well right now. Yeah. I think. I think that's my <laughs> personal opinion. What I think is funny about that is that the reason why people didn't like comic books for the longest time is that you don't know where to start. And there's too many different contingencies that you have to read <laughs> mm-hmm. to understand what's going oh, yeah. on. And now the movies, which were the casualization where it's like, hey, you just got to watch a couple of movies, <laughs> has become the same dang thing. <laughs> it's You've true. got 10 years of mo- more than 10 years of movies. You've got TV shows that weren't canon, but now are, are canon, canon because yeah. of uh, No Way Home and a bunch of other movies. And it's it's just funny watching what used to be this massive barrier of entry become kind of a culture. And I agree. I don't think it's great. I think that the Star Wars Disney has done a little bit better of a job where they will introduce characters, but they introduce them. You don't necessarily... Like, my parents are watching The Mandalorian, and they haven't seen all of Clone Wars, and they're okay. You know, like, there's obviously a lot of enjoyment that you can get from having seen all of it. But you don't necessarily need to have seen uh, the seven seasons of the cartoons in order to... Un- oh, gosh, you have to have watched Rebels now, too. Um, <laughs> and Boba Fett. And Boba Fett. Oh, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's getting too much. Like, I miss yeah. the days where I could just sit down and watch a new show. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I can just sit down and be like, okay, this is its new movie. It's a new thing. It's it's on its own. I didn't have to watch 50 other movies to understand what's going on in this movie. Yeah. And I miss that. You know, like... I guess that's one reason why I liked A Man Called Otto, because that's what it was. It was just, it's one movie, and that's all it is. I don't have to know anything else or any sort of background. It's one movie, (laughs) which is really nice. But at the same time, I do kind of like spinoffs sometimes, um, depending on what it is. I haven't seen... the newest Shrek spinoff, what it, Puss in Boots. I oh, haven't seen I any of the really Puss good. in Boots, but I've heard it's really good. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes there's those characters that you connect with that you're like, I really want to see more about this like side character. Mm. And then they turn into the main character, yeah, which is Donkey's really cool. Movie, you know? Yeah. I want yeah, Donkey's, Donkey's movie. movie. All right, all right, I want all right, Donkey's all right, movie. Right, right, right. We got a hot <laughs> take. Right, right. Let's not get ourselves here. Hot take. Hear me out. Young Sheldon, Planet Sheen. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. ton of spinoffs shouldn't exist. Minions, You're the, right. the Minions movies, You're right. they highlight characters that don't have stories to tell. When you write a story, there are characters that are supporting characters. The reason why Puss in Boots works is because Puss in Boots as an entity is a protagonist mm-hmm. of his own movie. Donkey. When you think about what is... <laughs> the way you said it just made it be like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking no, you, about. When you think about Donkey as a character, what does he do? He is a herald. He operates around Shrek. When yeah. he's by himself, he's in a cage. He doesn't have this self-driving purpose. But maybe that's what the movie would be about. Getting himself into the place <laughs> yeah, where he can away. get himself did, out of the cage. How did Donkey end up in that swamp, you know? Let's hear <laughs> yeah. about him. Let's hear it's, about yeah. him. It's not impossible. And this is what I wrote, is that like when I think about you know, spinoffs or sequels, it's ne- it's never not possible. It's just... That we just happen to have a lot of bad examples. Yeah, we just sometimes <laughs> it, it, it in theory should work. Mm-hmm. We just don't have it implemented the right way most mm-hmm. of the time, right? Or or a lot of the times for many cases, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. it works and it's fine, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't. I am on the I am on the it's good if you want we it to be both if ways, you make it of, good. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just it such a tempting situation. I'm using that donkey as a situation because yeah. Puss in Boots worked, but like yeah. I feel like Donkey 
when you watch the Shrek movies, probably had more fans for him than mm-hmm. Puss in Boots, right? Right. So like, you have an instant audience. If the if the donk if the donkey movie's good or bad, you're gonna have people go see it. That's the funny thing because they like donkey. They don't it's care. It's true. Like yeah. maybe they they like donkey and they want to know where he came from. So it's like that's probably why some of these uh, spinoffs work because it's an easy money grab and people like these characters. But then the sad thing is sometimes those movies ruin that character right. for that person. Yeah, which, and you don't want to do that. What well, I'm saying is is that what I think makes those characters great isn't what makes a good central character. I think they are incredible in their roles. I think they're a great character. I just think that, like, you you wouldn't want a show... I mean, I would. (laughs) But you you wouldn't necessarily want an Alec Guinness Obi-Wan show because he's older, he can't fight as much, it's going to be a lot of him just going around going... You know, if you were to do this in a different way, everything would be more in tune with the Force. Oh, and beautiful. I would want that because I'm a Star Wars fan, and I'm a nerd as heck, and I love Alec Guinness. <laughs> but a general audience is going to take a look at that that isn't as invested. As a standalone movie without context, that's a bad movie. Yeah, it would be like Old Man Wolverine, but Old Man Obi-Wan. Yeah, except it wouldn't be as really slow moving. as Old Man yeah. Wolverine. And if you take... <sighs> Logan's a great film. So I can't. I, I don't want to dissect that one because Logan's a great film oh, yeah. and it has it has its own likes. But like specifically, I guess uh, I'll use Minions because I'm using a straw man example because it's a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> it really is. The though. main characters <laughs> don't speak a con- discernible language. It's true. It's very true. But that's a good example of a money grab. Like they yeah. knew kids love these little mm-hmm. things that just don't say anything. You know okay. what I mean? Well, and you that's say why that, they shouldn't do okay. it. <laughs> but I'm gonna remind you that we just talked about Mandalorian, widely <laughs> successful. Guy says barely anything at all, right? There's a lot that can be said masterfully if you just do it the right Body way. Body action, right? That's true. Whatever, yeah. That's true. That's true. But also, it would be nice to to hear the guy talking, right? We yeah, all love uh, like, on a more guy. more regular basis, yeah. right? Like, I feel like if I had some more dialogue, I'd understand the character a little bit better. Of right? course, and right. That's, that's the whole reason why Henry Cavill left The Witcher. Is because oh yeah, they're like, hey, I'd like to explain what my character's thinking, and they went. Say the F word and swing the sword. Oh, man. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, though. There's <laughs> a lot of shows out there Superman. like that. These studios. I yeah. will say um, that when I think of like a, a sequel that had opportunity mm-hmm. um, but didn't, or like a spinoff, it was Kronk's New Groove, all right? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, I love like, Kronk, too. I Kronk love is great. Kronk so much, so much, so much. When you said Planet Sheen, it, it kind of sparked <laughs> that thing oh, in yeah. me where I'm like, no, I love that character, right? Mm-hmm. I think that Kronk actually had potential. The mm-hmm. problem was they gave him zero arc in Ooh, that movie. Yeah. Where they, he, he, he never overcame anything. He yeah. just had issues in his life. Yeah. That's, and he had kind of an arc, but it's forgettable. It's not like a real thing. It's like kind of a... Eh, I can't even really, remember it. it I yeah. think his arc was that you need to work with people. I think it was. I think it was that you need to focus. Like you can't just give everything to everybody, make everybody mm-hmm. happy. I think it was a little bit of that. See, but you bring a good point here. Are cartoons now being made for mature audiences, yeah. right? Like, are are they making them now for all of us to, like, as adults to understand? Kind of. And then is it going too far in that area because cartoons are for kids, right? Yeah. Like, and I wouldn't say it's always the case, but, like, right now in our world, it's been really changing in a way that, like, you know, some of these cartoons, like, for example, anime, um, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily 
for kids. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so (laughs) it's becoming harder for parents to understand the difference between is this a kid's show or is this an adult's show? You know, and it's almost like they're going to have to figure out even more, have to look in deeper before they can let kids watch any show at this point. And that's that's very difficult for people who are parents. I'm not a parent yet, but like that's going to be hard (laughs) when I do have kids, you know. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys think that's going a little too far, um, with the maturity levels with yes, cartoons? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. So I think that cartoon, adult cartoons are really cool. I, I should specify when I say adult cartoons, I'm not talking about family guy. I'm talking about <laughs> like the DC animated stuff is so much better than any I've DC that, yeah. actual like live action movie. They have some really good stories to tell. Not all of them are great. Uh, controversial take flashpoint paradox isn't as great. Um, but there, there are some really good ones like Under the Red Hood, The Killing Joke. Um, there are, they, they have really good stories. And Savannah, you might like this. Uh, very few of them are sequential. You can, you can just watch them. Oh, that's nice. I think that's really nice. Besides I actually Injustice. do really like DC too. Like, mm-hmm. I know that's, that's not a popular opinion, but I love DC a lot. And so, and I actually really like seeing some of the background for the characters. So I think some mm-hmm. of those animated series would be very interesting to me. I actually, yeah. I actually just do not like any of the Marvel animated stuff. The it's live action worked really well. Yeah, but it's kind of the inverse for DC. Yeah, where like everything they do live action is kind of like eh, hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I don't I mean, know. I like the new Batman movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like Batman. Oh, me too. They nailed Batman. Just, overall, <laughs> they've got that. Even Ben Affleck's Batman wasn't yeah. that bad. Like, yeah, no. Every that. single, I feel like almost every iteration of Batman has it's at least been enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anything super, no, yeah, no, yeah. they don't do that. But animation wise any, like movie like cartoon anything like that like they do great they mm-hmm. do great work there yeah. um they tell some really compelling stories that children should not watch yeah, because exactly. you have to watch Robin getting beaten to death by a crowbar by <laughs> yeah, the Joker. Yeah, like, probably. Right, son, we're turning this off. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which which goes into what Oh, sorry. Good. Oh, I was just going to I was just going to say that Anime is definitely like a good example of that too. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's just so much to work off of with anime and cart I I feel like because I, I wasn't huge into anime, but I think within this past year, I tried watching Vinland Saga, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has one of the best rated IM, is IMDb or IMBD, mm-hmm. whatever. IMDb, yeah. Uh, episodes of all time. Like There's like Breaking Bad. You see like all these like big time stuff, oh, and then all yeah. of a sudden there's like Vinland Saga. I was like, what is this show? And so I watched it. <laughs> and so like the last episode is like one of the best episodes of like all time, and I loved oh, it. And so cool. there's stuff like that where, yeah, you can't really have kids watch that, but uh, it's mm-hmm. in like cartoons, uh, animated stuff. It, it's there for adults. You got like Bob's Burgers. You got. <laughs> uh, I heard BoJack Horseman is kind of good. I've never watched it, but I've heard that's a that's thing. Adult. I don't that's adult. That's very adult. A- adult so, cartoons there are people like people who like that. Yeah, there are people who like it. For me, like like I don't know. I'm not a fan of Family Guy. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of like American Dad or South Park or anything like that. I just feel like it's not necessarily like spirit inviting you know oh, what yeah. i mean no, like yeah. it's like the inverse of wholesome yeah. yeah the inverse of wholesome and so for me like i know there's a lot of people on campus that like it too but i just am not a big fan of it um yeah yeah that's, that's why there's something thing. for everyone that's, that's there's one of those things I, yeah that exactly about you know that's a, there's yeah. a food pyramid right <laughs> at the very tippity top you got like a one percent of sugar in your diet right <laughs> and that's your adult your adult cartoons <laughs> you'll find it yeah just <laughs> and eat, nibble on that and never touch it again because it's not like worth your time. I do like the deeper themes in cartoons that are coming right oh, now. Though. Yeah. Like, yes. like Steven Universe, for example. If you haven't seen Steven Universe, I love it. So good. Um, but there are a lot of like deep themes in that show. But it's also a fun cartoon that kids can watch. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to like 
you know, the deep themes are not going to be so deep that the kids are, you know, going to be influenced and stuff like that. But I love that show. I think it's got a lot of really cool themes in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just one example. Well, and but. that's a good example of like a show with deep themes that's mm-hmm. age appropriate, I would yeah. say, right? And yeah. I think that older cartoons had a habit of doing that very yeah. well where they would like, this is a this is a kid's cartoon, but if you're an adult, you like means it a too. lot more. To mm-hmm. you. My Little Pony started that, I think. I like, think you're right. Yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender, by the way. Just yeah. That yeah. I'm actually watching <laughs> yeah. that right now. For the first time? Yeah, for the first time. <gasps> so oh I'm like really excited. It's a, a show yeah. that like, we watched as kids, I guess, but like you could totally watch it now and it's totally fine. It's it's oh, really interesting. Yeah. It's I better. love it. It's I'm better in the first season yeah, right now. I need now, to go so. through and watch it again. I think so good. anyone who's followed this podcast for a, a decent amount of time just gasped in shock that Savannah hasn't been an avid <laughs> so, fan of yeah. Avatar. <laughs> so my boyfriend, he was talking to me about it the other day and I was like, yeah, I haven't really seen it. Like I saw a few episodes or whatever and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well, well, you need to see the whole thing. And I was like, you know what? All right, we just finished Steven Universe. Let's watch, let's watch Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And I'm you can get it's through it pretty quick. Really good. It's oh, really, really good. good. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's what we're currently binging. And speaking of binging, that is something we do nowadays. It is. And it's not something we've really talked about mm. yet. <laughs> what do you guys think about binging? Because sometimes, I don't know, for me, when it comes to like stranger things. Um, and they like drop a whole season. I'm like, okay, I'm binging that entire season yeah, within man. like two days, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I have to wait like a whole year and a half, maybe three years before I get the new season. <laughs> yeah. Right. But and, but what do you think about that? That binge culture? Yeah, that's something new that's come with streaming services. You, you'd never have somebody go, oh, I'm not watching Friends. I'm waiting until they release it all on DVD. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a thing that has happened until it was instant as soon as the series as soon as the season's over you can watch it all all together back to back without ads and i think it's a good thing and a bad thing because one thing is that they don't have to pace themselves for television anymore and ugh. television pacing w- what you have to do how many s- episodes they order how many seasons they order um and cutting it for tv time slots is horrific for creativity <laughs> mhm some good has come out of it but when you build it around those ad spots and everything, you can when you go back and watch things uh, that were made for TV, you see those moments where it's like bee, and yeah. then it like goes dark the and everything, and then it comes <laughs> yeah. back up. To be and, continued, and it's like oh, you had to put those stingers in there to make sure that people stayed watching and stayed invested, which in a way was good because it created drama in every single episode. But it's mm-hmm. not needed now. It's not needed Mm-mm. now. Which is also kind of a detriment because think about how much of a show you forget because you watch it all together. Because media isn't supposed to be as long form as watching an entire season in one sitting, there are details and minute things that get lost when it becomes just sort of instead of a finely crafted episode, it becomes a sort of big meat slab of content which is why I do like that they still do weekly releases mm-hmm. with a lot of the streaming shows. And I think that binging culture kind of, it can cheapen a show if not done responsibly. You see, you say that, but for me, some of the shows that I binge mm-hmm. are literally shows I binge over and over and over again because ah. of that. Because of that. <laughs> because I like to see those little moments where the characters are growing. And, and so I I go back and re-watch it over and over and over again. Jane the Virgin's one of those. Mm-hmm. I watch it. And when I'm finished with it, I watch it again. Because it's just so much character development in all of the characters. Not just the main one, but all of them grow. And so 
So yeah, I don't know. For me, I like being able to binge it over and over and over again gotcha. and get more new things out of it. But I get what you're saying mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily the healthiest to sit and binge a you know 150 hour show <laughs> over and over and over not again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the question makes you know? me think about the concept of like has binging existed before media like that we have today? Is there a form of it that existed at least? And I would say the some of the closer things that we have first off that comes to mind is just like watching TV, period. There are people, to this day, I'm pretty sure, who still just leave the TV on in their rooms and it's just playing commercials for the most part. But it's like, yeah, it's just ongoing just media. In Mm -hmm. a way that's similar to binging, they just don't care about any of the formulas or any of the content. It's just as long as it's attention-grabbing or stimuli, they let it on. And that's, a, that's an example, I guess you could say, but it's a bad example because, like like Savannah pointed out, one of the purposes of binging is to really enthrall yourself with mm-hmm. a system mm-hmm. or a formula. Yeah, That's what I think it is, well, and that's fine. We talk about yeah. that like weekly formula, right, um, mm-hmm. and how it used to be on TV, but you know what's changed? You know, it's not just the streaming services, but there's also still that weekly thing going on in YouTube, if yeah. you think about it, like oh. like we've just changed the way that we view things. Like YouTube is now our episodic thing. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? That's true. It's so true. That's and and true. I do that with Minecraft like so much. There's yeah. like there's this whole like Minecraft server that I watch, Hermitcraft. Hermit. I've obsessed with that on on YouTube and so I'm watching it. I'm watching new episodes all the time. And the problem is now I've watched all of these different creators and now I have to pick specific creators because I don't have time as a college oh, student. Yeah, no. I don't have time to watch everybody's episodes. So now I have to like focus on which ones I want to watch and which ones I just can't and then I'm yeah. going to have to miss out on right now. And then during the summer I'm going to catch up on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great example actually. <laughs> I just Man. think binging is like, it's just like one of those skills that yeah, it, it depends on what you're watching. I could watch yeah. something I could totally sit down and watch it but then there's like I don't know. I feel like binging has made us more impatient in general. Yeah. Kind of like we want it now. You know what I mean? Kind of that's yeah. like our society, you know, as a whole right now. We want things to come quicker and we want things like now. Um, but I got a taste of like the whole weekly episode thing with like The Last of Us recently came out. Oh, yeah. And I loved that show. Uh, right now, Ted Lasso is a great show. Oh, yeah. And I'm watching that week to week. And it's like, Man, I got so used to having everything I wanted handed to me, and then now these good shows that I'm back onto, I have to wait a week. I'm like, gosh, I wish I could have it right now. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of just made us more impatient. Like, we want everything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, I, I, I like the week buildup because you're, like, building up to that day. Let's have a watch party. Let's sit down and watch yeah. it with friends. It's happening, and then you got to wait a whole other week. So. Oh, my gosh. Like you just brought back childhood oh. memories of Teen Titans. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, man. Good, man. My family, we would dance and sing the theme song every Teen time Titans. and we'd get together like it's Teen Titans time it's Friday night we all get in the living room we just start <laughs> watching it together as a family that's so good cr- it was it was a formula we made up because it was so good <laughs> Your to family us formula. Uh, yeah i i just want to take a moment to promote something i have an advertisement <laughs> for all of you college students here there is a class called uh mass media Oh and yeah, society. That's media and society. So yeah. good. Take that class. It doesn't matter what major you're in. That class is so central to how we interact with society it's and true. with media as a whole. Mm-hmm. You, if you have elective credits available, take that class. It is 
really eye-opening. It teaches you a lot of stuff about how you perceive media and what media is telling you. We, we talked about it a little bit earlier where you have to ask yourself the question, what is this telling me? And it sort of teaches you how to build these knowledge towers mm. and use them to get the most out of your media and, more importantly, make sure that media isn't manipulating you. It, it yeah. isn't creating that binge it's culture. Very true. Uh, it, it, it helps you set up delayed gratification for yourself and make sure that the marketing teams and the engineering teams that are scientifically trying to figure out how to remove your ability to say no to watching their stuff. <laughs> it's and that's, very true. That sounds conspiratorial, but it literally, literally is them trying it's marketing. to it's money. Yeah, marketing your conscious on, decision yeah. making. And, and people wonder why we study communication, right? Because yeah. we literally are insiders to that kind of knowledge. <laughs> it's um, what we're learning how to do. And, yeah, you yeah. know, speaking of knowledge and insider knowledge that we know uh, as communication majors, Colton actually oh, yeah. has a little bit of a stupid hard movie quiz is what he called it. it it's, gotten, <laughs> um, it's gotten less hard because I decided not to ask you guys how much a roll of film used to cost in the 1960s. Uh, first, this is a two-parter. Can you tell me what the first narrative film that was released was? We all we all know that the first thing that was ever shown was the 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 train, and everybody tells that little fun joke about the the train trying to run everybody over and everybody freaked out thinking they were going to get hit by a train and that's not true. It was a hmm. an over exaggeration of how people felt. First but what was narrative. the first narrative film? It had the title. It had a plot. Um, was it the one about the gold? Is it Gold Rush? Gold? All right, so that's a guess for Gold Rush. What about that one about the moon or something? One about the, the moon. moon. <laughs> I got Any nothing. <laughs> it is A Trip to the Moon. Oh, okay. let's go. A Trip to the Moon, okay. Do you want to know? This isn't a question. Is it like it's just fr- really funny. French or Italian? It is French. It's French, yeah. yeah. It's French. Super mm-hmm. interesting. Do you want to know how they get to the moon? Don't tell me about it. They load astronauts into a giant bullet. And oh, yeah, and they shoot, shoot it, yeah. Into the moon. <laughs> and they land there, and it's super, all the color's weird, and it's, it's super, yeah. it's kind of a like, scary movie. It's, you know why it. the it's color kind of is weird? Movie. You know why the well, color is weird? They, that was like the, technically, that was the first uh, real color movie, but it was actually faked. Like, it wasn't really. Yeah, so yeah. what they did was each little cell of the film, they painted. Painted it. They yeah. hand-painted so it incredible. to yep. make Tedious. it colorful, but... So impressive! Wow, it's so really impressive cool. and it's really, really cool. cool. Yep, that's actually uh, wild. It's it's a it's a funny film. I, it's, I watched it's pretty it. short it's, too, right? It's, it's pretty not... short. Uh, if you want to watch it, this is the second part of the question. If you wanted to see it, where can you watch the first film, A Trip to the Moon? Now I know it's on a streaming service. I came across it. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say, just throwing it out there, Prime, Amazon Prime. It's on there. Probably. All right. Any other guesses? I think that's a good guess. Yeah, I'm going to third that. It is correct. Amazon Prime and HBO. HBO, okay. I oh, think I HBO watched it on works, HBO, yeah. actually, but yeah. I just remember. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's it's a fun, short little film. You should absolutely take a look at it. It's not, like, good by today's standards, yeah. but it's fun. When you put into the mindset of, like, these people were doing, uh, like, this was a big deal, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And so when you put it that way, yeah. Uh, similarly to the first ner- narrative film, what was the first television program aired? I mean, I know this is the wrong, wrong mm-hmm. one. I was going to say I Love Lucy, but I know that's wrong. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it's wrong, but it's good. That is one <laughs> of the earlier ones. Yeah. Andy Griffith, because I love it, but uh, I know it's he, probably not. L- let me give you guys a hint. Uh, it was a British program. Oh, hmm. 
British. Is it something we should know? No. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Then not I even remotely. Know. I yeah. probably won't know. Probably won't. Yeah. It, it is not Doctor Who like I was trying to lead you guys. <laughs> it's been going. It was cool. That does sound, sound like it could be Doctor Who, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it could be, but it isn't. Uh, <laughs> it was a show called The Queen's Messenger. Okay. Uh, and I tried to look up more, but nobody wanted to tell me anything about it. First so. official show, though? Yeah. That's like first, actual show. First, first television program. Because they weren't called television shows because they were, even though they were more of like a, a stage show, which, which you had with like the Jack Benny program, which is one of my favorite shows growing up. I was old growing up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first f- film to use CGI, computer generated imagery? Spy Kids 3. Oh my God. <laughs> is that right? No. <laughs> Definitely That's not. Genius. CGI though? CGI, yeah. Um. <sighs> You said first TV show? First movie. Movie. Is this Star Wars? That's close. So Star really. Wars came out a few years after this one. That's a hint. Oh. Yeah. Um, no way. Yeah. I believe it was the same decade. Holy. Okay. Star Wars came out after that. I, I'll give you guys another hint. There has been a recent reboot show about this show. Um, and they have one of the coolest versions of uh, Heart Shaped Box. That might be even too much of a hint if anyone's seen it. It probably should have been. I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Uh, the first movie to use CGI was Westworld, oh, which okay. showed a bunch of robotic people. Yeah, and yeah, they had yeah. To, yeah. Uh, huh. yeah, the the Westworld show, I didn't watch it. It got, got cut down pretty quick. It's yeah, not going on, on, they, on anymore. They, ha- they have a version of Heart Shaped Box that's on YouTube, and it's really nice. Well, and as he- I've said before, we're communication majors, and we could probably <laughs> talk about movies and TV. Yeah. As is evidence, forever. Yes. forever. But uh, I, hope we, I hope we mentioned a few things that you could uh, check out yourself and uh, uh, check out some, some of those new shows that we talked about. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Savannah Bewley, Hayden Hahn, Nathan Anderson, and I'm Colton Scholl. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me, Savannah Bewley, and Brinley Fowler. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle and Natalia Hepworth. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU-Idaho radio podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.